Camden. Hello, everyone. This is Katie. And some of you know that I have a adorable three-year-old nephew who lives with me. He's been on my Instagram and on my Facebook. And so I've gotten a couple of requests to have him on an episode. So, Camden, how are you doing today? Great. Excellent. And today we are going to be talking about why we have to wear masks outside. Do you know why we have to wear them? Because we have to wear the sick germs. That's right, all the sick germs. And the sick germs is the reason that baseball is canceled? Everything is canceled because all of the sick germs. Yeah, that's exactly right. And how does that make you feel? Sick. Yeah. What else? Sad. Good. And anything else? No. All right, so just sick and sad. Something is wrong. Yeah, what's wrong? Because all of the sick germs is missing. Well, they're not missing. They're floating around outside. We just can't see them. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that definitely is interesting. What is your favorite part about your new mask? Baseball. What? Baseball. That doesn't make any sense. Soccer ball. Still doesn't make any sense. (laughs) So baseball is your favorite sport. We know that. And my soccer practice is good, too. Yep. You love that. And you were on a baseball team. Okay. My favorite sport, my three sports, is baseball, soccer ball, football. I like those as a top three. That's a pretty solid top three. Baseball, football, soccer. And I got another question. Four. I love baseball, soccer, football, and frisbee. Ooh, that is a good fourth sport, Frisbee. Okay, thank you, Camden. You're welcome. And maybe you'll be on another show to tell us some new jokes? Okay. Do you have any jokes for us today right now? Yes. Why did the banana go to the doctor? Hmm, why did the banana go to the doctor? I'm not sure. Because he was not peeling very good. (laughs) He was not peeling very good. You're so smart. All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. For more of Camden's silly antics and cute face, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us. Okay, bye. It's the gayest party on day. Sit back and grab a shot Hey everyone, this is Katie Cleary. Welcome to another episode of Out to Adult. Today with me, I have Jose. He's back. Hi everyone. I'm excited to be back. Yes. And today we are talking about coping with COVID. And we're going to discuss some of the ways that we have been able to keep our wits about us during this lockdown. Or not. Or not. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little (laughs) bit too. (laughs) And just the focus is mostly on our mental stability right now during lockdown. We'll touch on work and relationships and everything, but the whole general focus is how can you keep a little bit sane during this insane time. Yeah. I just came up with that right now. Hey, that's good. I like (laughs) that. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. So we are in California and we have been on lockdown for almost two months now. We were the first state, I believe, to actually have official shelter in place orders. And it's, it's getting old. Yeah. I mean, it feels a lot longer. Yeah. Honestly. (laughs) Yep. I sometimes forget. I've just like we were just talking about the call, the calendar, and I actually skipped June for a second. I was like, "Oh yeah, it's May, July, mm-hmm, August, mm-hmm. September." Yep, uh, that's how long it's felt, at least for me. 
It is. And there's memes all over the place that's like, man, February is so long. March, hold my beer. Like yeah. This year has been crazy for all of us. Yeah. I mean, I think we've definitely as a society have had to adjust, I think, in ways in more ways than other than we've probably been asked for ever. And I think that the resiliency is mm-hmm. key. Right. And that's something I, I keep reminding myself during this time of like. It's okay. Like yep. it's okay how you feel during this time because you're not alone in those feelings. And yeah, I'm excited to kind of dive in into how we've been coping yeah. during this time. Of course. No, and I think that that's one of our saving graces is that we are all in this. It's not just one city or county. It's not one state. It's not one country. The entire world is being affected by this virus. Where each of our governments is taking a slightly different approach. We are all looking at the data from our own country and other countries and looking at case studies from all around the world, just trying to find a shred of hope and maybe some kind of answer as to when we can get back out in society again. And it is somewhat comforting to know that when I'm having a bad day, all of my friends know exactly what I'm going through, right? We all have done this. Complete strangers can understand yeah. the feeling of being locked in an apartment for days on end. Yes. Or or in a room in a big house or something, yep. depending on what your situation is. Or depending on your status, like maybe your yacht out at sea for three weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. or, <laughs> or unfortunately also on the streets too. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's one of the saddest aspects of this is the homeless population and what they're going through right now. Once the virus gets in there, there's no, it's very hard to stop it. Yeah, no, totally. I think, yeah, I mean, initially for me, at least in my transition and during COVID, it was an interesting start because I was during, uh, when it first initially kind of hit United States, I was in a place where I found my mental well-being at a high point. So I had just talked talked to my therapist Mm -hmm. about like not seeing her again. Uh, And then I was starting to do jobs. I was kind of in transition of my old job to my new job. And then once kind of COVID rolled in and I think the the first uh, resources or community that I had that kind of were moving was, um, so I play sand volleyball um, and usually we play with a lot of group group of people. And then the decision was made to like stop going to volleyball because, you know, because we had the shelter in place. And then kickball had, you know, has, yeah. has been still to this day still postponed uh, because we're still waiting to hear what's going on in our state. So I think those, I think once those two support uh, networks that I had were removed, I think I felt it the most. I think you're right. I remember like the captain's text chain going on in the league. We're like, no, you know, the little leagues are still going on. We don't have to cancel our stuff yet. Nothing's officially closed. And this was probably starting about two to three weeks before California actually had some stay-at-home provisions in place, legally speaking. But at that time, certain companies were already starting their work-from-home protocols. And it was just like, no, 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 it can't be real. It was like this, a little bit, a little bit of disbelief, Mm -hmm. but also more like, we're young and healthy. It's not coming for us. Oh yeah, there's, you there's, know, like- <laughs> there was a lot of sentiment, especially as the general manager of kickball. There's a lot of like, not, to say pushback, but there's a lot of frustration. It was pushback. Okay. It was pushback. You can I'll say, say, it. I'll say yeah. it. I'll say it. I, I don't want to put people, I don't want right. to put words in people's mouth. Um, but there was a definitely a lot of frustration from the community, you know, cause they wanted to play and fair mm-hmm. enough. I want to play too. It's a community that I enjoy and I, you know, I miss it very dearly. And I also, as a general manager, had to think about the larger, the larger community, the larger concepts and the larger implementations of or, course. Or that would happen if, and when if we decided during that time, to move forward with the plane, you know, luckily the decision came above me. Yeah. <laughs> so then, you know, I was fine with that. I was fine with the decision at the same time, like while dealing with stuff of like, you know, being a leader in those areas, I internally was like, how am I going to cope? How am I going to manage without having the support system? You know? And I think one of the biggest things that I've realized is that for my well being in all aspects, the thing that I miss the most is the the actual social interaction. Like we were six feet apart and yep. even this is sufficient for me. Yep. And when we were shelter in place and then we started transitioning into like with my group of friends, like, Oh, let's start having zoom meetings. Those zoom meetings mm-hmm. do not replace what you can do with people in person. I completely agree. And I think that's for me has been one of the biggest takeaways is that I, 
know that I need social interactions mm-hmm. in the physical aspect as as just as for me. Right? Yeah, a part of your being. It's part of yes. my being. That's just a need of mine. Not a want is a need. Yes. When we talk about the, you know, the hierarchies of need. Of hierarchies of, uh, what's the word? The, Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy yeah, of needs. There you go. Yeah. There you so go. So <laughs> it's not a want is a need for my well-being, yes. right? So. And can you, if this gets us too far off topic, just let me know. But how did you figure out that that is a need for you? Um, once I started coping in ways that I didn't like. Okay. So I started going back to substances mm-hmm. more frequently than I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the biggest takeaway, I think, or that was the biggest indicator. So something that's just detrimental to your health. So not even are you staying at a neutral, you're going negative. And then that's when you were like, no, I need to see someone. Is that what you're saying? I think, I think once, so once my social interactions um, were removed, yep. those days, like the weekends, in particular weekends are the hardest. Yeah. Um, because you have like Saturday is typically devoted to kickball and yeah. Wednesday is volleyball. And you have like, we all have some type of routine yeah. that has now just been completely altered. Removed, yeah. So once those spaces of accountability where you have to show up as your best self were removed. Yep. I then was like, well, fuck it. I'll go back to what I used to do as ways to cope. Right. That's when I was like, as much as I'm giving myself permission to cope in the ways that I would, that I'm coping in the moment. Yep. I recognize that they became healthy because I was like, okay, that's not what I'm wanting to do. Right. So I think that's when I then accepted that part of my need is the need for social interactions. And I think that's when I started, you know, I went back to my therapist. Like yep. the first thing that I did, was like, I need to go back to you because I'm not coping in the way that I want to. Yeah. Early on a couple months ago, my therapist um, initiated zoom calls, which has been very helpful. And the first zoom call, she spent like the first 10 minutes talking to me about how I should feel okay. And like, it's okay to feel antsy and it's okay to feel mm-hmm. angry. And, and depressed and all of these things. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This yeah. is great. Like, this is great. I don't have to go to work. Haven't, you know, been there in two weeks. I'm good to go. No, now I know what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. I am antsy. Like my trigger level is up, I guess, like mm-hmm. for my anger. And not that I'm a violent, angry person. That sounds bad, but yeah. just like little things are irritating me. Yeah. And I can also see what you mean about giving yourself permission to do things like, oh, I'm only going to do it Friday. I'm only going to do it Saturday, right? No, these Trulies went on sale. I've had some every single day. I don't <laughs> drink every day. What am I doing? Like just hanging out. Yeah. And it's just the little things. But when you're so used to a schedule, it really does throw you off. And I would also make the argument that if you've had any type of trauma in your past, that schedule changes, routine changes do a lot of harm. We're not great at adapting to those, I think, because we've spent a long time putting those routines in place because we know they serve a positive purpose. Yes, I I think I, I agree. And I think the way that I would frame it, and it's something that my therapist to this day, I, it's always in the back of my mind, is that it takes practice. Absolutely. So routine in itself works best for us because we practice that routine for us weekly, right? So for me, what worked best was like knowing that I was holding myself accountable to being my best self on Saturdays because I was managing the kickball league, right? Then I had things to look forward to was like was Sunday volleyball, Monday going back to work, dance practice, like all those things that were social were things that I then looked forward to and I wanted to make sure that I was my best self to be able to enjoy them, right? So not having those now or having them not having them for a while because now we're adapting. I have, right. I have some of the things back again. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. So basically how I framed it is like, well, I really don't have anything to look forward to except for work. Right. And my Zoom meetings with the guys on Fridays. But yep. even then, like something that I was not able to express effectively or efficiently is that while zoom is fine in the moment is fine it fulfills your if it fills your it's like a your, band-aid your yes it's technically it's really much a band-aid in the moment i felt great right once that call ended especially for myself as a single person yep. the sense of loneliness just would skyrocket mm-hmm. and i think that's what then would lead me to go back to coping in the ways that i used to cope was because 
I was comfortable there. I knew it. Yep. I can just forget the sense of loneliness, but trust and believe it's still there and it's always going to be there. And of it's something course. that I'm managing effect in, in different ways. So I think that's probably the one is the biggest things of like coping during COVID is that we as people are social beings and the ways that we can socially interact now are very much not the ways that are filling up our tanks. So we are then potentially coping in different ways. Like we are mm-hmm. maybe shopping a lot on Amazon, right. <laughs> no shit at anybody, no shade whatsoever. <laughs> or, you know, like we're eating a lot or we're, you know, so d- in different ways we're doing that we're not used to. And I think my therapist and I think, you know, a lot of people talk about this is like giving yourself the grace that this is unexpected. This is something we've not experienced as a society. So we're just trying to practice or manage in ways and different. So it's just more about being kind to yourself during this process. Absolutely. I think also because this is still relatively new for us all, we're kind of experimenting. I know I am like experimenting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe my work schedule can slip by a couple of hours during the day because there's no real rush to get anything done. Yeah. Or maybe this is a great time to repaint my bathroom, right? Like there's uh, yeah. just different things. And it's, I feel like to a certain extent, it's kind of grasping at straws and it's just kind of going out and putting your feelers out. Like what is going to be best for me right now? Mm-hmm. And using that then to say what might be best for me over the next couple of weeks, the couple of months, I'm out of work for at least another month. That's already been announced. Yeah, LA just today, I think extended their shutdown orders to the end of July. Mm-hmm. And oh, I cannot wait to see the protests on 4th of July. Oh, good. Just calling grief. that on yeah. the America. America. Yeah. Everybody, we do not actually have a right to work. I think a lot of people need to hear that. We don't actually have a right to an income. Like that is socialism. If you want that, great. You're so like, I, don't, I'm not a, I was like, I'm not a constitution expert. I can't right, yeah. or deny that. So, so I'm not saying anything. <laughs> so yeah, your rights are not being tread upon. Calm down, everyone. Okay. Yeah, please direct your angry emails to my Instagram. Um, that hers, hers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not I'm just kidding. All express belief. <laughs> um, so yeah, LA just extended theirs through the end of July. Sacramento is doing this like two, three weeks at a time thing, is, and yeah. I honestly, that is wearing on me because you know, way back at the beginning of April, two entire months ago, I was oh, like, that yeah, was two months ago. I know, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. I was kind of in the mind like, oh yeah, I'll still be able to go on my summer vacation. I'll still be able to go on this road trip or this flight or whatever. I think not. I think though the government is trying to temper our expectations and that's why they're only going two or three weeks at a time. Also, they don't actually know themselves. Yeah. But I think had I been told or had I really taken the time to realize, no, you will be here for at least three months, Yeah. probably six or seven that I could have changed my approach because I was very much doing it and like, oh yeah, three weeks is no big deal. Yeah. Three weeks is up and you just extended another month. Exactly. What do you mean? What do you mean? And so now it's a moving carrot, right? A moving goalpost. Yeah. And nobody does great with those. I think a lot of people that have had the privilege to have had certainties in their life definitely are having a harder time, right? Um, with this pandemic, there's a lot of uncertainty because we're, we don't have that much knowledge about it. Right. So of course, so even the symptoms and things of nature mm-hmm. that connected to it are changing and growing. I, my mom was telling me that now diarrhea or something like that is included as part of that. Yeah. And I thought it was just a respiratory issue. Like right. you would just, you would lose breathing and then you would um, you know? losing your sense of taste. Yeah. Like, it's random. So it's, so as, as, as we're growing our knowledge of the impacts of the, of this, um, COVID, it only creates more, I guess, more of the ability for us to then forecast how much more longer that we can stay. Right. Yes. And as a nation, I think, or as a, just as a community in general, I think we hate grace. We hate uncertainty. We oh, yeah. hate uncomfortability. <laughs> yes. So our pride is a rainbow for a reason. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I our, think, yeah, I guess there's no gray in that one. Yeah. Well, it's said for the trans calendar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even then it's like gray in itself means in the middle. Like it means, you yes. know what I mean? Like it, so we are very much in a culture now that's always black and white. Mm-hmm. And I think people that are black and white do want to say like, you said a month, right? It's a been month a month. Up. Yep. Right. Yep. While also understanding that, yeah, you know what? We said a month, a month ago, and we didn't know what we know now. So this is why we're extending another month. But it just doesn't, sometimes that doesn't sit right with people. No, it doesn't. And I think it very much depends on the individual's personality or perspective. Like 
let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. How much time do you spend looking up the numbers and stuff? Like I'm a very data-driven person. I love listening to the daily briefings and stuff. I've stopped over the last two weeks because yeah. they've just gotten insane and I was losing my mind. Yeah. But I do like to know the data and you know how many states have what. Um, are we seeing an upward trend now that Florida's beaches are back open? That kind of stuff. But I also understand that that kind of thinking could be detrimental to some other folks and they'd rather not know the actuals. I think I, I, I started to care more once we started looking at the racial inequalities when it came to mm-hmm. the impact of this, th- mm-hmm. with this virus. And I think I started looking into more in depth into our own. And part of my job is that we're looking at those numbers. Mm-hmm. So part of my job is to do it. Yep. And I think just part of my social justice background, I, I like to have information. I'm very inquisitive. I like to know. I love knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I think part of just that is just to know. I do wonder how much of the constantly looking or the constantly looking for that knowledge impacts my well-being. Mm-hmm. I haven't come to a conclusion on that. And yeah. probably <laughs> we'll see. For me, I think I've learned that I don't like to be ignorant or I don't like to be naive. And I think that's yes. something that I learned when I was younger. I was very much like, what? What's that? Yeah. So I think now that I've become more of like I'd seek knowledge just to know, I think in that aspect kind of puts some ground. There's some groundedness, I yep. think. And then in the way that I make my decisions of how that I choose to engage during this time. Mm-hmm. No, I think that that's very well said. Yeah. Now, for a moment, for our international listeners, can you explain what those difference in the numbers are between the races? Very Ooh, cool. that's a good question. <laughs> I, I mean, it definitely, it's. I can confidently say this today because I guess I don't have the numbers on it. Is that mostly the African American and the Hispanic, and especially the Native American communities, are mostly impacted nationally. And the numbers really range, and and it, and it depends on where in America um, those numbers are. So I, I can confidently say that today, but I wouldn't be able to give you the t- no, the no, no. I think that's yeah. good, but yeah, he's completely right, and that is both in number of actual confirmed cases and deaths. number of deaths as well, yeah. and by a staggering amount. And yeah. no, I don't have that. It's data like in front of it's me, like but. I think Chicago this morning. I watched the View. Nice, <laughs> not sponsored, but like for instance in Chicago. 15% of their population is African-American and about 80 to like 70% of the cases are African-American. Yeah, that's so like, insane. So they have 15% of the mm-hmm. population and of the deaths and people that are impacted by 70, 80% yeah. is an inequality in itself. Absolutely. Massively. Yeah. So yeah. that's not just a minor thing. That's a huge inequality. And so we are aware of that. Yep. And that has propelled some civic minded folks like yourself to do a little bit more and see what actions can we take to decrease those numbers because it's that's very real, right? Oh, it's yeah. very real that this disease is killing those less fortunate than some of the folks who might be listening right now. And I yeah. think it's important to check our privilege and see where we can help. Exactly. And I think it's something that we do not see. And it doesn't become real until we put a face on it, right? So for those protesters, more than likely, the only way that they've been impacted, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. is potentially financially, which is understandably it's so I get it, right? Right. And they won't understand the pain and suffrage of those numbers until someone in their family loses their life because of the virus, right? So I think then that's the the issue that we have also is that it's not real until it impacts us in any any aspect. So gay marriage. Yeah, every, you know, you can think of any issue that we've had that we've addressed in this country. It's not real until it hits you. Right, exactly, which is very sad, folks. Go educate yourselves. Or, or... Or ask yourselves, why does it have to be real until I, until I feel it? Right. And I think that's, that's what I would ask is like, Mm -hmm. why does it have to, why can't you believe what people are sharing? Like, cause I I mean, I myself am an experiential learner Yep, yep. (laughs) and I definitely can say like, I've benefited from that, but I've also had some hardships from that too. Right. And I can value someone's experience and trust and believe that their experience is true. Yes. To the point where then I am then more mindful about my decisions or the way that mm-hmm. I think and stuff. And I think other people sometimes can't grasp that or don't understand it just because that's just, yeah. just the way that they learn. And again, we all learn very differently. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of folks out there who just have the opinion like, I've never seen it, so it must not be true. Yeah. You know, and... God help us all. If you if you have that's someone good, like that a, in that's your a, life. Also, that's also a good, that's a good reference also. Yeah. You know, I have yet to see God. I mean, right. I, I'm a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, just because I don't see them, it doesn't mean that they don't exist. You know, because right. I, you know, I have faith in something, you know, in a higher being. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. 
the dichotomy yeah. of like even protesters of like, you know, I believe in God and yet I don't see COVID. So yep. it's just like, okay. Well, yes. And then there's the even further approach of I am saved by the blood of Jesus. I won't get this. It's like, well, hold on. Yeah. So nobody else who believes in God is saved. What is this? What is this? Hold on. Yeah. Let me check. It's a slippery, it's a slippery <laughs> slope, right? Like even the question of like, there's people that are pro-life. Yes. Until the fetus is born or whatever. And then there, there's a connection there. There's a uh, intersection of those that are pro-life and also protesting the the right to go back to work. Right. So it's just like, what were, do you not see that? What do you want? What do you see the the hypocrisy (laughs) in that? And And the answer is no, no, they don't. Yeah, they do not. Okay. Moving on before I get myself (laughs) into some trouble talking about politics is Jose and I are both lucky enough to be able to work from home during these times. Yeah. And we do realize that not everyone has that, that ability in the United States right now, we are at 20% unemployment, which we have not seen since the great depression in the 1930s. We were expecting this, but we were not expecting it to be quite so high. I think early quickly. Right. And I think early estimates I heard were about 12 million and we are at 20 million as of a week and a half ago. So talk to me a little bit about how you're handling your work-life balance now that working from home is an option. Mm -hmm. And this is a very much a leading question. (laughs) So, um, so in my transition from working from my previous job to my new job, there was a lot of time where I worked from home. So one of about how many weeks, um, it was, it felt, it was probably over a month. Okay. And that was during that same time where kind of like my coping and ineffective ways kind of was like trickling in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think two weeks into my new job, I had an honest conversation with my boss and I was like, look, I need to work in the office. Yep. I need some kind of schedule where I'm able to break the notion or break away from working from home because it's not helping my well-being. Yeah. So I actually, I made this choice to actually work in the office mm-hmm. and I've been doing that for the last month or so. And I think it's fantastic that your boss had the wherewithal to be able to listen to you and understand you and hear where you were coming from yeah. and then allow it and probably to make an exception because that's not the norm, is well, it? Well, I think the way that it works from what I understand, the exception is to work from home. It, it's not like they make it hard. It's okay. just, it's more like they there's an agreement. Okay. So you make the agreement to say you're working from home and you agree to that you're going to work. You so, sign the paper. And yeah. You, yep. Yeah. I work four days out of the week for, in the office and then I, I choose a day to work at home. Okay. And that's because I actually miss... Now that I'm working in the office more regularly, <laughs> I actually miss my routines right. of working from home. Yes. How interesting. So I, yeah, it's interesting. And I, and again, I get that I have that privilege to do that, right? And I think I also am very fortunate to have spent some time to really think and, and know what my wants are to be successful in my new job. Because I knew that if I would continue working from home in my new job, that I would probably lose it because I would I would then make more decisions that were not healthy. You know? Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I think... So knowing that work holds me accountable mm-hmm. to a schedule, then I'm like, well, I'm not going to mess that up. Right. Right. And the more that I'm getting to my work and the more that I'm doing, I'm more passionate about it. The more it keeps me engaged and my sense of purpose or my value uh, rises because yep. then I'm like, I get to interact with other people. I actually get to do one-on-ones with my boss and kind of get trained and whatnot. And then you're in a mental and physical space to be able to continue to make more healthier decisions. Yeah. Ongoing. Yeah. Um, oh man, I had a question. I lost it. How's your, how's your working from home? Oh man. So <laughs> I have been working from home for like 10 weeks or something crazy. Um, my building is important. It's high impact. It was one of the first buildings to shut down at my company and will be the last to reopen. And so I've now accepted that I'm literally going to be one of the last people in the company to go back to work in my building, I'm okay with that for now. Ask me again. Because you know that. Like, see how Because I know that. that. Yes. Yes. And so I actually know that because one of my coworkers was like, all right, boss, like, what is it? What is it going to be? I need to know an answer. She's chomping at the bit. She's a very social person. It's, you know, it's killing her. It's killing me. Sometimes my anxiety is still going in waves, I think. Some days I cope better than others. Today was just kind of rough because it was an annoying day. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I 
know that I am doing is I'm just letting my schedule slip in terms of each day. Like I'm staying up way too late at night and then I'm just waking up in the morning whenever I feel like it and I'll get to it. And as soon as I roll over in the morning, I check my email. And as long as there's nothing urgent, then I'm like, oh, okay, great. I'll log in about 930, 10 o'clock. It's fine. I'll just roll out of bed at that time. Right. And that's not to say that I'm not doing my work. Like my work is still getting done, but I'm finding a way to do it in a schedule that doesn't drive me insane because if I still had to set my alarm and wake up at seven or seven 30 during this, I would lose my friggin' mind. Like I hate that. I, you know, like, no, like that's just to me something that irritates me. It's not needed. I have found that a lot of folks that I work with and that's both within my company and externally are checking their email more regularly, like throughout the day. Like it's not uncommon for me to get emails at eight 30, nine o'clock or on the weekends. Yeah. And I'm doing the same thing. And so in my brain, I'm like, no, the work is still getting done. My schedule is just very much different than what it used to look like. Yeah. I'm taking walks during the middle of the day that I don't typically take while I'm at work. Yeah. And so I think overall I am having a healthier work day, but the unhealthy side is that it is hard to reel myself back in and care. No, I think, yeah. And I think that's a, such a slippery slope because if you have like upper management modeling the way of like sending emails yes. at nine or 10, then you then feel like to be worthy of the job or to have, or to believe that I accomplished something during the day, I should be doing the same. Yes. Right. Yes. And I think that's something that is, con- that's, I'm, I'm sure that for those that are able to work from home, mm-hmm. I think it's something that we're constantly probably navigating is the, how do I feel worthy or how do I find my, how do I define success in a day where potentially maybe I didn't do as much as I would in the office. Right. But again, oh, absolutely. who's to say that? Like, are you having those conversations with your supervisor? Are you having those conversations first of all with yourself and, right. and how you define that? Right. Cause I felt like that, especially in my first two weeks where mm-hmm. I was just doing webinars and reading. Right. I would go like, Oh my God, I didn't read enough or I didn't learn enough yeah. or I didn't watch enough webinars. And then I started thinking, I'm like, no, I, I did enough because I feel that I completed a day. But I think yeah. it's, it was it was more of like navigating that with myself and just saying like, OK, like what does a successful day look like to me? Let me put a to do list for today. Mm-hmm. Like what's my goal? Right. To kind of help build build boundaries of how much, you know, yep. of boundaries, but also help my well-being as well. Well, and also they're getting they're setting goals that you can attain. Yeah. Right. And that's part of keeping yourself going as well. One of the things for me is if I've finished a day and I feel like I didn't accomplish anything, it just sets my whole mood off. And, you know, that happens sometimes because you get interrupted. Yesterday, for example, I thought I was going to have a fairly light day that I was going to be able to get caught up on some things. I have to rewrite some contracts and stuff right now. And starting at 9 30 in the morning, I start getting email requests and getting caught in on like brought in on stuff that though is my job to consult on, I'm fixing other people's problems. Yeah. And so I didn't log off my computer yesterday until 6.30 p.m. And over the weekend, I got an 8 a.m. calendar invitation for Monday morning. <laughs> if I didn't act like, if I didn't accidentally check my email on sa- Sunday, yeah. I wouldn't have even known about it. And so like yesterday, like my entire day you gets- I'm sorry. How yeah. do you accidentally I know, I know. fall into your emails? Like I'm, you have them on your phone. So I'm sure it I was- I do have them on my phone, but that's the thing is it's a slippery slope because I'm like, oh, I'll be a good employee and I'll check this email. Oh, mother of God, See, I have to do the, what? The, the good. There's, yep. the, yeah, there's the word good. So that's my, you know, my- Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I'll be a good little soldier. Never mind. Now no. I'm pissed. No, cause then, yeah. Cause then you're battling the notion of like the, it's the, it's the cash 22, right? You, then you're battling or you're kind of consulting within yourself. Like I want to be perceived as a good employee. So I'm going to check mm-hmm. my emails on Sunday. Yep. And then you're frustrated. Cause in that same email, you saw you had a Monday morning meeting. Yep. So it was like, so then you're frustrated with yourself. Yep. Like, so it's like, a, it's and like then I'm going double, to bed irritated yeah, exactly. and that is not a healthy worth work life balance. Yeah. Or it's just not, yeah, it's not good. No. I mean, it's not healthy. I'm right. try, again, no, right. no good or bad. It's just healthy or unhealthy. Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. good. That's a good way to look at it. That's a, that's a healthy way to look at it. Um, mm-hmm. Therapy. Learning. Therapy learning helps. Therapy. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. Everyone go talk to therapists right yeah. now. Find a good one. Oh, anyway. it's hard. And oh, sidebar. If your therapist is not meeting your expectations, fire them and go find a new one. It's like dating. It is. I always tell that to people. 
That's a great reference. Actually, so talking about therapy, my therapist has left my space, so I then have to go back to dating a therapist. I need to go find my. I need you to go, go find a, date new, a therapist. I got to go find a therapist because, because um, yeah, I, it's 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 a part of my well being. It's part yes. of my package. Yes. It's a part of my well being package. Yep. Um, I need a therapist to at least sound off at least once a month. So I think that's something I'm going to be eventually. That's pretty soon. good. Yeah, I'm at like every other week and. I go even if I don't want to, like even on the weeks that I'm like, ah, I'm fine this week. I don't need to go. No, no, no. I still need to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, still, you know, it's just very helpful. For yeah. Me. I mean, I think my therapist does a really good job of framing it in our conversations is, is that they're touch-ups and especially because the amount of work that we've done together, mm-hmm. um, they're just touch-ups. Like, That's a good way to know, think of it. Yeah. She's like, you do most of my work for me. I'm like, well, why am I paying you? I'm not actually paying her. <laughs> it's because of insurance. Um, Again, a privilege that I have. Yep. So yeah. So I think it's, it's okay to have at least some kind of foundations. So I guess we can transition. I guess we're going into this uh-huh. during the COVID or during this time. I think I'm very fortunate now that some of my outlets have returned, which I think is uh, helping yes. me. Um, volleyball has kind of picked up again. I do play sand. It's outdoors. Before you judge me, um, mm-hmm. we play doubles and we keep our social distance. We do play with the same ball, but we wash our hands and we do all that as much as we can. And I also recognize that I'm I'm making that choice for myself. Is that right. Volleyball has always been something that has helped me be at my best. Mm-hmm. And to me, again, the weighing the risks, knowing how much I need it and how much it helps my, my well-being, yep. I'm making the choice to play. For your own self. Yes. For my own self, yeah. And I will say that I believe volleyball is on the list of actually approved activities it's our, in it's California our, Yeah, it's right on the list of California, yeah. And you're not playing six people on no. a tiny volleyball court. No, 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 it's doubles. There you go. It's yeah. a it's a hell of a workout, and I need, <laughs> yeah. to, I need to condition my body again because I was so out of breath last time. But trust and believe, I was ecstatic. Like, when I got there, mm-hmm. I didn't see these people in forever. I was, like, happy the whole time. Yes. And I missed, I had missed it. I missed, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think... When you have something like that, why would you take, mm-hmm. you know, again, we t- it was taken away because for our well-being. Right. And if you have the ability to return to those things or make new things, and actually we'll talk about that a little shortly, mm-hmm. then keep them because yes. it helps you. Absolutely. I was oh. talking to one of my friends from Kickball today and we were just talking about how we're going stir crazy and we miss just the people like just being able to go out for a happy hour or something or to go to someone's backyard or right before this started, one of the girls had just bought a house. And so a whole bunch of us had been in her house painting and helping up with the new things like with touch-ups. And it was just like a couple hours on the weekend, but it was so chill and relaxing. We'd get takeout. You can never get gay guys to come help you paint a house. (laughs) No. I need friends like yours. (laughs) They won't even help you move. Oh no, listen, that's what men are for. <laughs> not, no? not my friends. I need no? better friends. You hear you, that, gentlemen? Yeah, gentlemen. Come <laughs> on, really. You're getting called out. Oh, yeah. listen, and especially you gentlemen who love spending time at the gym. Do you know what a great workout helping your friend move a couch yeah, is? especially during this time. You can God do it forbid in gloves. You, you have can do to. It in gloves mm-hmm, and masks mm-hmm, and you can help people move. I'm mm-hmm. not moving now, but I'm just saying like. It's like oxygen deprivation training with that mask on. You go move a refrigerator, you're good. You don't oh have to go God. to the gym. You will not be missing a thing. Yeah. I see you guys. Oh, come <laughs> on. No, I feel like I'm always trying to move people. Well. You're always trying to move. <laughs> spiritually. <laughs> not what I meant. One of my friends texted me over the summer and she's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, sorry. You mean for last the- summer, right? Yes, okay. last summer. Okay, great. Last summer. I was just like, where? Because I'm seriously, <laughs> I've lost track of the calendar and I'm like, wait a minute, where are we at again? Well, if we were in real life, this would be summer already. We yeah, would be yeah. trying to work on our tans for well, Memorial Day weekend and then we got Pride Weekend coming up yeah. right after that. Nope. Not Aven- Avengers did a really good job of adjusting my summers and I was always mm. looking forward to Avenger yep. movie as a start of our summer and yes. we didn't even have that. So I'm so lost. And we're not going to have one next year either because nobody's filming anything. Um, right. I mean, things were some things were in post production, but I think oh, okay. like all the Spider Verse movies are moved to next year, so at least mm-hmm. we have those. Or anyway, it's going to be all work. animated, so that they can do the voiceovers from their home. Yeah, or no, because from what I understand, from because I I'm a movie, I'm a, instead of a foodie, I'm a movie, I'm a, <laughs> nice. I'm a filmy, I'm a filmy. Okay. Um, with with uh, animation movies, it's harder because there's so much more risk of there being um, leaks. Because if, oh. if artists are doing stuff at home, they can just share it. So yeah. I think there's less abilities okay. to have restrictions. So I think that's yeah. why things are pushed back. But again, I don't. I'm not the expert, but just from what I've heard. Yeah, that makes. I mean, 
you know, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. So I have to ask you, since I dabbled into this, what is something that you've adventured in as a way to work on your well-being that you're enjoying doing now? Okay. Um... So (laughs) I recently started trying to get on keto like real time, full time. And so I've been doing that for about a month. I did have a cheat weekend over last weekend because I just wasn't feeling it. I initially I lost like five pounds then I gained seven pounds. I'm trying to go on walks more often. But I think right now over the last couple of days, especially I've been walking this kind of tightrope of. I know I'm eating healthier, but I'm not seeing the results. But that doesn't mean I should just quit and only eat pizza again, right? right? Like, Which is a great idea, though, too. Oh, my God, because pizza is delicious. Yeah. So that's one of the healthier things I'm trying to do. I am also trying to slowly work on my house because I do have a house that I bought with the intention of flipping it. Yeah. And so... I have, you know, built garage shelves and I am going to paint the bathroom. (laughs) And that is kind of the healthier outlet that I've been trying to do. I am very much a person that when I'm not accomplishing something, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I am very uneasy just sitting on the couch playing video games for more than like one day a week. Yeah. But I did about a month ago force myself to do just that for an entire week. I'm like, nope, I'm going to end my workday and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to play Horizon on PlayStation. Yeah. And I did that because I knew that I was going to have to get used to being able to do that and not being able to do things, especially a few weeks ago when it was still raining during the weekend. Yeah. And you couldn't go anywhere. Like, oh my God, that was miserable. That was harder. Yeah. I think those were the, that was those were the the times where it was the hardest to manage, yes. right? Of like trying to cope during yes. those times. So I think we're definitely, you know, we're blessed that the, the weather is getting nicer and we're able to have some of those outlets that are not cooped up at home. But again, like when we don't have them because mm-hmm. of our availability because of rain or whatever, then of course, then again, I like how you said you, you told yourself or you gave yourself permission yep. Yep. to play a whole week. Right. Yep. And I think that's part of the, the navigating or the practicing. Right. And I think, and that's what I continue navigating as much as like I might be frustrated or upset at myself for coping in ways that I didn't like. I still am not, I, I still can recognize and give myself grace or yep. be kind to myself when I cope in the ways that I used to, because I recognize that it's just, it's part of the process of practicing, right? It is. No, it's very much part of the practice. And especially because we're trying to learn new coping techniques that we might yeah. not have had to use or doing them differently. Right. Yeah. Slightly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like one of the things that I've loved now that people are more open to it. And I please anyone that is, I invite everyone in Sacramento, if you want to, I've been doing um, social distance walking dates with people. Okay. So tell us, keep, yeah. Tell, definitely tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I, I invite, I invite anybody. Um, and this last weekend, my ex coworker, which now friend accepted my invitation. Mm-hmm. So we actually walked around Sac state. We kept our social distance, but we just kind of spent the whole I think we did like two miles just kind of walking six miles apart, six yeah. feet apart and just talking to each other. And I think if you're able to kind of do those things in a way socially, but still accountable, then mm-hmm. you should do. And I think I've enjoyed more of those. And again, if you're wanting a friend to do that with, I please uh, shoot me a text or DM me or whatever. And I'm always down to do that. And I think there's ways to to keep the social interactions in a very, in a, in a very, uh, I guess, responsible, responsible way now. Yeah. No, that's very encouraging because I have been thinking about doing that. I know a bunch of my friends go on hikes and I'm like, uh, can yeah. I come? Like, I'm, you know, I'm not always a hiker, but I do feel so cooped up that I want to just get outside, especially now that the weather is finally nicer. Yeah. And before it gets to be a hundred degrees, it's like, no, I need to get outside and I would like to do it with someone. And so yeah. I think that that's great. And yeah, like, hey, let's meet at the park and go for a little walk. Yeah. I think is a fantastic idea. Yeah. Even even when even earlier when I was doing the walks by myself, it became like a challenge where I was mm-hmm. like, let me see how fast I can get a mile. How many like well, I hate running. Even yeah. though my dad called me out, he's like, you should start running. I'm like, thanks, dad. Um, <laughs> talking about dad. Bullying. What are dads for? Dad yeah. For bullying. Um, but like even this last week I hit four. I walked four miles in an hour, which yeah. for me was like, oh, that's awesome. That's like, really that's good. Costume, but I mean, I would like on weekends, I would like, I was like, let's see how far I can go. Like, I mean, I think I've done seven miles walking once. Oh, wow. Um, so I think I, I that's was in seven miles. That's intense. Yeah. And I think you just learn to switch it up depending on your time. And I mm-hmm. think. 
for me is that the more the, the challenge is just like with having the freedom of having more time then I'm just like then wandering or thinking of what other things to do right um and sometimes you're like oh I've like in, in reality there are days where I've done everything to cope healthy yep and then at the end of the day I still find myself either feeling lonely or whatever mm. and then I might then you then I might cope then unhealthy and I think that's kind of like the the balance are trying to practice mm-hmm. how you how you manage or how you cope um, your feelings and thoughts um, is that sometimes you've done everything you that you find healthy or you, that you find happiness in right. and you still find, find yourself still feeling lonely and that's okay. It is okay. And we talked briefly about this on our last episode, but it's okay to just sit there with your discomfort and say, no. yes, this sucks, but this too shall pass. Yeah. You know, really it will. Sometimes maybe it helps to think about things one hour at a time or one day at a time or even just 10 minutes, right? One minute at a time. Like you don't have to be strong for a week at a time. You only have to be strong right now. Yeah. Right. Until you can get to the next point where you don't even have to think about being strong. Exactly. Doesn't even cross your mind. Yeah. You get that text that says volleyball is on. Right. And you're going to be fine. And that's then that's part of the seeing the light. Right. Is that you will get those moments sometimes that, you, yep. that you'll see the light. And, and again, they come frequently. They come either frequently or unfrequently. And sometimes you have to make yourself the light. And one of the things that we talked about in the last podcast when I was a vet, when I got the chance to do it the first time is that my my wanting to do drag. Right. Yes. And yes. I actually started. Yes, yes, yes. I started that journey by learning to do makeup with Zoom with some of my girlfriends and my cousins. So I think that's something that I'm also looking forward to. And um, we're doing that every two weeks now. Um, so this next Sunday actually we'll be dabbling some more. That's awesome. I mastered the eyeshadow. Uh-huh. The 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 whole um what's it called? Um mascara? Uh, no, uh the Blush? eyeshadow this is how much i know about makeup okay. this is again i'm asking you <laughs> same too. Yeah. me too yeah you're asking so the wrong girl <laughs> i know how to do a smoky eye already oh. in my first session so i so i've learned that i love bronzer okay because i love to look bronze as fuck <laughs> um so those are things again that you're the i it was something that i wanted to do and then i was tired of coping the ways that i didn't like anymore so mm-hmm. i was like i need to find something new to do right, right. so i think that's something that because of covid yeah i've learned i'm learning to master putting makeup on. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, I surprisingly, it was, I was unsure and it was an experience that I really enjoyed. So yeah. again, I'm going to do it again. Good. No, yeah. uh, hello. The, goal, that's how you the goal, seriously, the goal, honestly, is to learn the choreography from the Shakira and Jennifer Lopez halftime show and actually do it. Oh, that wow. is my goal. Like by, the end of summer. Yeah. By end of summer. How far are you now? I've actually, so funny thing, on my walks. Yeah. I actually started mapping some of the choreography and I actually started doing it on my walks. That's As cool. I watched the YouTube video. And you're just bebopping down the street to the to Shakira. Yeah. Nice. Or, yeah. So I think, so that's something that again, that spices up my walk mm-hmm. is like by adding some dancing into it. Or yeah. actually something that I talked to a friend is that I also, music has been such a great tool during this time. Mm-hmm. So I sometimes I put music on that that gives me the feeling of singing out loud yes. to kind of help with the feelings, right? So if I feel sad, I'll put a sad song. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll cry during my walk. Yep. Like it's it's very therapeutic. So um, I've, I'm finding kind of new or different ways of like, because music has always been uh, a resource for me as yes. a way to, to manage my feelings. I think so, for a lot of people, yeah. it's very helpful. So now I, I've incorporated into my walks or um, thankfully now I have a commute to work. So I, I make sure yeah. to listen to my favorite podcast on the way to work to kind of help. Mm-hmm. And I started reading again. So again, it's just more about adjusting, yeah. adapting, pivoting. And you are all, you are lucky in that you still do have a commute to work. And so you have that semblance of normalcy, I roll out of bed and get a coffee and I'm like, I guess I'm at work. (laughs) You know, I'm having a rough time explaining to my three-year-old nephew that no, I am at work in quotes, even though I'm just on the couch. (laughs) Yes, this is important. Well, something that I started kind of doing when I was still working at my old job as a way to help kind of feel like a commute is that I'd actually treat myself to coffee every day. Okay. And I would go to like the Starbucks that was, I would go actually to the farthest Starbucks that I could to actually have a drive. Yeah pick up the coffee and just head back home. Yeah, that's interesting. And that is a good um, strategy that a lot of experts say is just try and maintain a level of normalcy like your regular schedule. And yeah. that that commute, that start to your day is very important. Yeah, I mean, to me it was because it very much grounded me. It very much like had, it, it grounded me. Mm-hmm. Um, even in my previous job, I had a, I created a habit of going early and reading. 
Okay. So I did not keep that up when I was working from home. Like that was probably yeah. the part that I missed the most. So now that I'm working from the office, I get there at seven, seven thirty, and mm-hmm. I read. Yeah. Or actually, like even if I get there at eight, I still give myself thirty minutes to read. That's awesome. Like I still force myself. And not that I, I, I'm enjoying the book that I'm reading actually. Sure. So I give myself the time to read. Yeah. That way, then it helps me with to start my day and in, in the in the best foot possible. That's brilliant. I've never thought about that. Just starting my day with reading and bringing my book there. I've brought it for lunch and stuff, but never before. I think that's yeah, a really I, interesting idea. Yeah, you can try it out. Maybe it'll yeah. work for you. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to go back to work until December. But, but I mean, yeah. you could also, <laughs> but that could be also part of your morning routine, yes. though. Like yes. you can, you know, like instead of you can roll yourself out of bed time at eight. Yeah. And you can maybe do like I'm not a fan of drawing or coloring because mm-hmm. I can never stay in the lines, and <laughs> it's always like it brings back flashbacks of my mom telling me to stay in the lines. So I, so I, I mean, that might be something you'd like, or maybe yeah. you like painting or something of that nature to start mm-hmm. off your day to kind of keep you in somewhat of a routine. You know, one of the things that I would like to get back to doing, it's coming back to me now is writing. So I do poetry, spoken word. I did not know that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> yeah. you for sharing. Of course. Of oh. course. Yes. Um, and so usually over the winter, my friends and I will go to open mic night around Sacramento and really I don't know that we even went one time this past winter and now we're all, you know, divided up and not doing anything. And so that's been an outlet for me that has been pretty healthy in the past, which I will say that I usually use like when I'm in a downward path, like on a downslope. But I think it would be a unique challenge to do it right now where I'm not necessarily low, but I am on a little bit of a roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And if I can capture that, in my poetry, I think would be pretty cool. Yeah, and I think it'd be beautiful. especially like I could issue myself challenges. I I was thinking about this over the weekend, like maybe not daily challenges. That seems like a lot of work to, you know, <laughs> force myself got, to do that. Honestly, but, all you like, have is time though. All you have is time in the day I, though. Dude, I also got to edit a podcast. True. <laughs> then, it, But that, this is an outlet too for you. It though. is. Yeah. Absolutely. And this has definitely been helping. And it's helping me too. So thank you. Oh, of course. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to have you anytime. Thank you. Yeah. No, I, I love you, man. No, I love you too. But yeah, if I can issue myself like a weekly challenge and say, okay, try and write about this topic or yeah. that topic or whatever, you know, I think some of the best poems out there are about the most random things and yeah. or even I, I would even, I encourage and I will be a support yeah. and help you with this. Cause I'm challenging you is that why not do like a zoom open night session with your friends? I you listen, hold on a second <laughs> on my phone. I'm pulling it out here on my to-do list is an evening of queer artists. And I've got five people on the list that who I want to ask well, if they me. want to. Okay, add I will add you. Because I, I, I'm challenging you and I'm also going to be a support for this because I'm challenging you. Okay. No, we, I was thinking, yeah, do some kind of Zoom or just have folks record themselves individually and then we'll put it together as a mashup and be like, here's yeah. 45 minutes of your favorite queer artists. Yeah. I mean, yes. I, I mean, I think definitely I love that idea. And I think even if you're wanting to make build or make that space for yourself and your friends or the people that you did that during the winter, I think that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine too. Because sometimes, you know, we kind of have to be selfish in those in those spaces, right? Like I don't, I think like I wouldn't, welcome everyone to read my journal right or sure. like or or uh that kind of thing so yeah. I, think, I mean navigating your own way definitely encourage you and if you might help totally down yeah. but i think we're we're in a space right now and i think that's why i stopped telling myself oh i want to do makeup i want to do makeup i was right. just like just fucking do it like yeah. all you have is time right now so yes. why not do yes. it right yep which is hard something i get it's harder it's easier said than done which i get because again it took me a while right and you know, I think it's the accountability. And that's why I'm mm-hmm. telling you that I'll be there for support to hold you accountable because when I finally made the step to to say, like, I want to do makeup is then I told my friend, hey, on Wednesday, can you come with me to go buy makeup? And that held oh, me accountable. Yes. And also then I wasn't afraid to go buy makeup on myself. I went with my girlfriend. Yeah. So um, so then I had then the sense of accountability because I put mm-hmm. the date mm-hmm. and someone yep. to do it with. And I think... Yep. I, what I, I used to do this all the time with uh, when I was teaching leadership is that you'd sometimes need an accountability buddy. Yes. To assist with that accountability. Right. Yep. And I think right now with our social distancing, we feel like we can't have that, but we can. Mm-hmm. 
Like perfect examples when you build, when you make those walking social distance dates. Yes. You have a date and time yep. of when you're yep. meeting up and you have, you know, you're holding yourself accountable to get there. And those two things are critical in making any realistic goal, which if you have not heard the acronym before, it is SMART goals. A specific, measurable, attainable time and uh, no, sorry, I missed the R. <laughs> Crap. Is it uh, R? Specific, specific, measurable, attainable. Realistic. Real, no, uh, yes, I think is realistic and time sensitive yeah. or time whatever. Yep. You don't need to measure, I guess, when it comes to personal goals because you're like, how do I measure my success? I guess I don't know. That's why we, I mean, in, in the professional realms, yep. measurable is important to know success, yes. I guess. Yeah, like if you have a running app and you're trying to beat a certain time, that's yeah. great. Or like if you're knitting and you're trying to knit two hats tonight instead of just one, I don't know. Yeah. Right? Like find your own <laughs> stop making fun of me. I guess that's still measurable that's, though. Yeah. 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 So what however your brain works, Smart I'm Smart or star, whatever one you want to yeah. use. Yeah. Go for it. Yes. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Okay. And let us know what you do to to cope. Like yeah. to to hang out with yourself and how are you doing and you know, I know different countries out there are facing this a little bit differently than the United States. And I will tell please you, don't I, look at Sweden. I did not, not vote for at, him. Yeah. Look don't at Sweden, don't look at Sweden. Let's not do that. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sweden. I mean, Sweden is now being used as a measurable, like, because they don't, they're very lax on their, um, mm -hmm. you know, kind of rules right now. They also originally, to begin with, had health care for everyone. They had a robust health system. So, place. so imagine yes, that crap in the United well, States yes, right now. Yes, they have that. And also their death rate is a lot higher than our country. More than double. Yeah. So yeah. as that may seem like the shining star <laughs> of examples in the world, I would challenge anyone that wants to use them as an example to look more closely if you can or if you believe in facts, I guess. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. <sighs> so talking about that, what are some yeah, of the things that are, are either that we're looking forward to once past or once after COVID is? Or I, what do you think will life will look like? I oh, guess? wow. I am actually um, the <laughs> the anthropologist in me wants to see how society is going to turn out after this. I think a lot of folks, especially if you're in any kind of white collar job where you can work from home, I think that that's going to start being the norm a lot more often, you know, yeah. like this time next year or in two years, someone's going to say, my kid is sick. Can I stay home from work? And we're going to say, and don't come back for two weeks until yeah. we know you're not sick too. Bosses and corporations are now going to have to appreciate that work can get done, will get done, has has been getting done yeah. with their employees working from home. And in a lot of situations, their employees are happier with this schedule. Yeah. Which oh. makes them more efficient. You know, I, I think that that's going to be something that's exciting to look forward to. I am intrigued to see what our election has in store for us this year. And yeah. I'm also nervous, but we'll see. But me personally, I am definitely looking forward to camping and then also just barbecues and stuff with my friends in their backyard or whatever, swimming parties, that type of thing. Just casual. I don't even have to go back to the bars right now. But yeah, I mean, I think something my friends and I talk about often is our comfortability once once there's a green light to go back to a sense mm -hmm. of normalcy. I said or we've said at least two of us have agreed that we would give it a month. Yeah. You know, especially like. Badlands and the Merck and all those yeah. places that we would. Those are all our gay bars. The, yeah. the, the places that we would frequently visit, I would have a hard time mm -hmm. believing that if our government said you can open and you can have thirty percent capacity, mm -hmm. that there would be any way to really mm -hmm. believe that there is a thirty percent people in right. there, and b that that we would actually hold ourselves accountable to that. Like even it's unfortunate to understand that we only have control of ourselves, right? Very hard. If another person chooses to go out mm -hmm. uh, under the weather or sick or whatever, and they're making that choice and that impacts you, it's hard to then to feel comfortable to go anywhere sociably after this, right? Right. And it is also difficult because we might have it right now. We like, don't know. Right. And so that's a huge issue that we're dealing with right now. It's not that we're making the unwise decision knowing that we don't feel well and we're going to knowingly bring you our germs. Yeah. We think we're fine and we're 
unknowingly bringing our germs out and about. Yeah, I think that's the issue with this virus itself, that there are asymptomatic people, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I've I've made the choice to live my life in ways to like practice social distancing for sure. Like I'm not that... Actually, which reminds yeah, me of that article. Yeah, I was article. just going to say. You, yeah. So Jose posted something on his Facebook page the other day, and it was basically a little quiz to find out how you rank, like in terms of spreading COVID, like how COVID aware are you? He's pulling it up right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> so um, it's uh, it was done by the Washington... Post? No, it was done by something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington, the Washingtonian. Mm. I don't know how credible it is, but I mean, I believed it. Again, it's the fake news or whatever. Right. Um, so what it does, what it did is that it gave you um, descriptions of percentiles of either mm-hmm. like how avoidable have you been from the virus and so forth, right? And I think that's something that helps at least build our awareness. And I think in, on all aspects, right, even in, in dating or hooking up or whatever, it's I think it's important to recognize how as how, safe. how safe you either how safe you are for yourself, but also then if you are making the choice to engage or interact with someone else Mm. that's either um, that has, you know, that has a lot of respiratory issues and so forth that you are honest with them. I think this is in a lot of aspects. So let's give an example of what this says. So, okay. So for someone that's a hundred percent of avoiding the virus, um, they haven't left the house except for walks, always with a mask. They don't go to the grocery store. They wipe down everything and use a, a UV lights and packages and groceries before the, that they buy. So for myself, I was I came in the 85 percentile. So I wear masks on occasion um, when I go out, but not always. When I go to the grocery store, if I'm needed to wear a mask, I will. Not mm-hmm. always. I wash my hands after opening packages and putting away groceries. I may pop into the office and run for errands, which I do. Mm-hmm. I don't always wear a mask when I'm walking out or exercising. And I sometimes go on walks uh, uh, with others and stay six feet apart. Right. So like, so even when I. So w- mostly healthy, right? Like, Or that I, there's 85% chance that I don't, that I don't have COVID or that I wouldn't get COVID. So even right. like when I, when we, my friend and I made the decision to go on a walk, I showed her the articles like, Hey, I just want to let you know I'm 85%. Like, yeah. so even now, like even having that practice or that decency, I think we should, that we could potentially consider of adding into other spaces, like hooking up mm-hmm. because like, how likely were you to hook up with someone if they were to say like, Hey, like I'm highly active. I'm not using condoms right. and I haven't been tested in longer than six months. So I really don't know what my status mm-hmm. is or I don't know if I have SDIs. Like if you knew that up front, like yeah. would you actually hook up with them? You, well, I mean, and then wouldn't that be why that person is not being upfront with you, right? It's in the, it's something in it for them. Ex- so that just question, that's well, a whole ex- other episode. Exactly, right? <laughs> and I think part of that is the, the where we're seeing some of that now is like the shaming or the guilting people for the choices that they're making during this time, right? Yes. I don't believe anyone should shame anyone. I don't believe in mm-hmm, shaming. It mm-hmm. does, it's not a tool. Mm-hmm. It has never helped me. I speak from experience of being of growing up as, as a shaming as a way to teach you better. It's, yes, it's terrible. Su- it's so horrible. If we, as if, if we're making it okay to know our, I guess our COVID status by being tested and so forth, then I would say, I would hope that coming from this, we would use kind of that technique or tool into other spaces as a way just for mm-hmm. ourselves mm-hmm. personally to know how we're doing right. and not worry about what everyone else is going to think about us because of whatever, mm-hmm. you know? So I think I, I would look forward to that. I don't know how it's going to mean. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think it's just interesting to see that in COVID. Cause even in COVID, what I've noticed a lot is that they're, they've made a lot of references or connections from the AIDS epidemic to now. Yes. Right. Yes. And it's still very, it's still very saddening and hard to see how much has been done during mm-hmm. this time when there wasn't anything done during the AIDS epidemic. And I think yes. that's been a hard pill to swallow, honestly. Mm-hmm. Even like with, with COVID, there's like, we're going to find an, we're going to, yeah. we're going to do everything we can to find a vaccine. But yet like still with AIDS, there's still no vaccine and we've been doing this for forever now. And there is a stigma that AIDS doesn't affect rich white people. Yeah, Many people. Right. In the United States, folks, you know, some of you are guilty. How many of us didn't know that COVID was real until Tom Hanks got it? Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> national treasure. National right? Treasure. Like, yeah, national treasure. Tom Hanks gets COVID and then and Rita, all and Rita of a Wilson. sudden. And yes, Rita Wilson, and Rita, by the way. Shout out. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, I guess it's real because you can't fake 
Tom Hanks having a virus, yeah. right? Like, not, but not only that, I will say people then blame Australia for getting yes. Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks COVID. No, when Australia, they got it we from love here. you. They got yes. it here. They got it here. And no, it is not China's fault that this virus developed, <laughs> right? Like, it's a rabbit hole. Good God. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. Like, be good to one another. We've seen the worst in people during this time. Mm-hmm. We've, also we've also seen, seen the best. Good, yes. Yeah, we've also seen the best too. And I think I want to definitely thank and appreciate all the first um, first liner. First, first responders. First responders. Thank you. I have a couple of friends that are nurses and I've definitely given my accolades and little treats if mm-hmm. I can. And I hope that even after this, I hope that we are able to be more communal as a society. Mm-hmm. And I think be better about, um, I think trying to practice empathy, which I think is something hard to do. And I think taking the time to really reflect on what those needs and wants are of ourselves, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that I continue to venture in as I continue to learn more about myself during this time. I think that is a great personal goal. I hope that this time the United States learns something just as an overall community. I was thinking about September 11th Mm -hmm. recently, right? And in the weeks and months after September 11th, you know, every single Ford out there had an American flag flying Mm. from it. And we rounded up together. There were songs about it, TV episodes dedicated to it, movies created for remembering the September 11th victims. Sorry, I'm thinking about the the South Park episode. Oh, stop it. Sorry. (laughs) And, you know, for for a few months, maybe even a year or so, we were gung-ho and we were all together. And we don't have that anymore. Even though we are still fighting the war that resulted from September 11th, we do not have that sense of community. And so I am very hopeful, keeping my fingers crossed, playing my part in the United States this time around, trying to have a longer term memory than we did for September 11th. And perhaps since it is affecting so many of us this time around, we'll be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's a good hope to have. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I, we haven't seen it today. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's only, I honestly think it's only going to get worse before it gets better. And especially, with, especially as I, I joked, we joked around earlier is that I'm sure 4th of July <laughs> is going to be a day. We're going to have gun toting protesters <sighs> in yeah. every capital in this Potentially. country. I mean, I, I, I hope that it doesn't happen. I'm also looking forward to see how innovative and resilient we become. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that's something that we as people have the ability mm-hmm. to do. And we are adapting and some of us, it's some for some of us is easier to adapt than yep. others. Yep. And that's okay. Like, I think that's when, again, giving yourself the permission to be frustrated. And, I, and it's something that I always tell my friends during this time is that, yes, someone may have it worse than you. Yes. yes it, that's always the thing. And that should not take away and it does not take away how you feel in the moment. Yes. And I think that's something that I tell myself and it's something that I always tell my friends is that, you know what, it's, you're feeling what you're feeling is real. Yes. Your feelings that. are valid. Yeah. Your feelings are valid and, and you don't have to say like, Oh, I have it better than this person to make yourself feel better. Cause mm-hmm. both things can be true. Yes. yes. You have it better than someone else because you have a job and you may still feel like shit and they're both true. And that's okay. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz. Yeah, thank you again for having me. Of course, this, this was pleasure. very this is very therapeutic. <laughs> I feel so much better. Oh, good. Than when I came in, so nice. I wanted to say thank you for this having this outlet. So I thank you for that. Thank you for coming. I I have been excited about this for a while. When you first told me you wanted to do this topic, I'm like, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and you're the perfect person to do it with. Oh, and so you. I will definitely have you back because you're one of my favorites. Oh, thank you, thank you, of everyone. Course. All right, catch us next time on Out to Adult. Bye, everyone. Bye. We've laughed. We've cried. We've given our advice. We've given advice. Now go forth and live with pride. Yeah, live with pride. Out to a dog.